0: Hello, my name's Dan. I'm here with my good friend G and this is the Wrong Football NFL Podcast.
1: It's over!
0: Yes, this week is my good friend and and extremely excited, uh, G. After uh, this week's this week's game and the uh, the results from the uh, the wildcard weekend, how you doing, G? I would imagine over the moon.
1: Yes, very very happy. <laughs> um, it's, it's it's been a long way. I was sort of like talking to Rach about this and saying I I literally don't remember our last playoff win because um the game that I sort of the earliest game I remember is um, the 49ers coming back and beating us in the second Super Bowl. I don't remember th- th- the Bengals beating the Oilers before they lost to the Raiders in 91, likely because we probably didn't get shown it in the UK. And so this is, this is like honestly, the first time as a 42-year-old man that I remember the Bengals winning yeah, in the yeah. playoffs.
0: Well, last last time was within about a week of my wife being born. So, uh, <laughs> oh, there you don't go. Don't
1: say things like that.
0: So, <laughs> sorry about that. There you go. That's... Uh, <laughs>
1: way to make me feel so old sorry about that
0: sorry G. Um, yeah <laughs> she's she's laughing now she just realized what i've said in the uh from the other room um yeah that was it was a yeah uh, it was a very very good weekend for you i'm glad uh, i was I was very pleased for you but we'll get on to a little bit more of that uh in a few minutes how have you been doing other, other than that other than the uh the, the obvious
1: yeah, not too bad. Holding in, slowly getting over the slurgy and, you know, hard at it. It's that January slightly odd time of winding into the new year and it all being dark yeah. and funny, isn't it? It's <laughs> yeah. um, How have you and the family been?
0: Uh, well, COVID ridden. Um, so, yeah, so COVID made its way into our house last week, just after we recorded last Tuesday, last Wednesday morning. Uh, it was my wife's birthday and she uh, tested positive for COVID. So happy birthday. Um,
1: yeah, that's that's
0: particularly rubbish. Yeah, it's pretty rough timing. <laughs> um, uh, but uh, I, my myself, uh, she's, she had a couple of days of it where she wasn't very well, but she's been uh, absolutely fine since about, about Saturday-ish, I think now. Uh, I've been absolutely fine. My lad's been absolutely fine. It's been, yeah, well, I've, I've been testing negative all the way through. So, yeah, it's one of those things, testament to the, to the vaccine and stuff. So, um, yeah, all good. All good. And, uh, yeah, to, because we couldn't go out much, all I had to look forward to this weekend, really, was the football. And, uh, yeah, it was a good weekend of it.
1: At least your, um, uh, um, good lady, um, enjoyed the Bengals game as an Very active, so. um, yeah. supporter. Whereas, um, mine. Suffered <laughs> Saturday night, uh, particularly I think when I was balled up on the couch. Um, I was about to say rocking, which makes me sound <laughs> slightly worse than I was, but I was s- somewhat agitated and nervous until until um, the final interception. But we'll, we'll cover imagine. my nerves in a minute or two. <laughs> I can imagine.
0: Yeah. So um, we've had a uh, we, we, there's, there's not not a massive amount of news, but uh, a couple of bits. Well, first one we we, we spotted the uh, um, there's been a a, a, a coaching. Casualty following the uh, the wildcard weekend, doesn't that? Or more so, more so, more so, a, more so a, a GM casualty.
1: So Mike Mayock has um, been fired from the Raiders, and from some of the things I've heard, um, <laughs> it seems that other people um, knew before he did, and. Um... <laughs> that they were already requesting to interview other people yes I've seen uh, that. i'm trying to remember did did we have joe judge fired when we cover when we recorded last week uh, or was that one of those famous ones that slipped afterwards no i
0: think that slipped just afterwards that one
1: so, yeah, so, so we've lost another GM and coach. I, am guessing, um, that the, um, from what I'm hearing that they'll be getting a GM and putting them in charge of coaching search. I believe they're going to interview Cesario about, um, and I think I've just butchered his name, but, um, after getting them to the playoffs, um, but it, it's kind of, um, it just feels like the Raiders really need like somebody to take control of the football identity, given the outsized influence Gruden has. And yeah, it'd be yeah. interesting to see if if they go if that is located with the GM or with the coach.
0: Yeah, I mean it's been it's been a hell of a season for them, has not it? On, on for, with one thing or another. Um, yes. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's hardly surprising that you know they're, they're going to make a, a few fresh starts. I think next year.
1: Yes. And I've got – um, uh, it's bisakia uh, is, is the name. I don't know why I blanked on that completely in the Raiders. But, um, yeah, so uh, you, there's there's been such a mixture in the draft recently, but you you also heard stories of there being like two draft rooms, sort of like one with Mayock and one with Gruden. So I, I'm really not sure. Yeah, that's bizarre, uh, unspru- isn't it? Yeah, it was when I heard that. It's like, what? So uh, it does feel like um, they have their own very unique way of doing things. So we shall we shall see how that shakes out. And yeah. I, I, I'm wondering with the whole thing with Derek Carr and some of the stuff, how attractive that job is. I think you've got to have a pretty robust character to go in and run what feels like quite an eccentric um but, um, franchise, and this is me saying it with the Bengals, who are notoriously built yeah. out of uh, Mike Brown's image. So, well, I was going to say <laughs> little popcorn petal back.
0: There's there's some talk of, of from what I've heard, of, of Derek Carr potentially being being sort of potentially on the on the block for trading this year. So it's you know, it could be a very very different job by the time someone gets in there.
1: You well know, I don't I don't suppose he'll go before before the GM gets it. <laughs> I wouldn't it. have thought so, but. Um, but also, I I think he would be. I mean, I know he couldn't pull it off at the end of that game. But for the various teams who are sort of like have a have a, like a what looks to be a competitive re- uh, um, roster and just need competent quarterback play, he's yeah. more than qualified to, to be an upgrade for a lot of teams. I mean, I'd love to see you know what he could do with um, the Broncos' set of receivers.
0: Well, the Broncos desperately need a, a, a decent quarterback. So yeah, it'd be, be yeah. I mean.
1: I mean, you've led me into my stat of the week, which was um the fact that uh it was <laughs> yesterday was um von Von Miller's um first playoff game since he was MVP in Super Bowl fifty. That's how well the Broncos Broncos have been.
0: Oh yeah. Well that's it. That's I mean, last time the Broncos got into the I believe the last time Broncos got into the playoffs. I don't know whether they last time they got into the playoffs or last time they got a playoff win was the year that they won the Super Bowl.
1: They haven't been back since they won yeah. the Super
0: Bowl. Yeah, exactly. So it's yeah,
1: they they are. They they've just not been able to replace Peyton Manning. No. The GM has had a full year and has full control. So I assume that they are going to. That is going to be the focus of the off season. You, you'd it's certainly just, hope so bit, you, you wonder where they're coming from draft and who will actually be available in free agency versus all the speculation that we will inevitably have to cover yeah, in absolutely.
0: the off-season. Absolutely. And there you go, Russ. There you go. There's some more talk about the, uh, the, the the Broncos which you were asking for. So, there we go. We didn't even have to write it in. You've uh, you've got it.
1: Gavin <laughs> brought it out naturally. Exactly,
0: yeah. <laughs> um, speaking of which, um, Russ has asked, my, my friend Russ from work has asked, um, how much money just how much should he put on the uh, the, the the packers uh winning the super bowl this year <laughs> he, he specifically asked me to ask you this
1: well, I mean, this was the thing, because cause as a man who doesn't lay bets, <laughs> and you are the betting side of the podcast, although I am interested True. in numbers, I would suggest that what he should do is put an amount of disposable income that increases his pleasure um, in watching the game and his level of engagement and excitement, but that does not cause a significant issue <laughs> with his household finances. You're so sensible.
0: <laughs> Stop being so sensible,
1: Jay. I, I know, S- I know. say, um, say so let's put his mortgage on it or something. Uh... <laughs> 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 That's scared. You just I'm cringing and dying.
0: <laughs> shall we move on?
1: <laughs> we shall move on. Yes.
0: Um, what else have we seen in the news? We saw um, what well, we saw. Ron Fitzpatrick celebrating the Bills um, with a shirtless uh, shirtless. Yes, celebration. I, I,
1: I'm. I'm sorry for for sending something that you'd already tagged me. in but yeah, I haven't yeah. seen where you tagged me, so I, I do <laughs> apologise for that.
0: Yeah, wait, that's, that was uh, that was interesting. Saw that on uh, on Twitter the other day. It was, uh, he's obviously obviously he's played for pretty much everybody in the league, but he did play for the the Bills for what three three years something like that. Probably the longest stint I think he's probably had at a team was at the Bills. Um,
1: I've heard a couple of ex players who've just really talked very fondly about their time in Buffalo. I, I yeah. think those fans are so engaged with a team that um, I think a lot of ex players are really thrilled for their, their being competitive again.
0: Yeah, well, I think uh, he he seemed he certainly seemed to be uh, to be enjoying himself and having a, having a good time on, uh, on 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 Saturday night. It would have been Saturday night for them over there, wouldn't it? Um, yes. Anything else that you've that you particularly picked up this week, or should we move on to talk about the games?
1: I think we can move on and talk talk about the games. There's plenty to get into. I'm
0: sure. Yeah, there absolutely is. let uh, let's get into it. <laughs> Okay, wild card week or super wild card week as they were referring to it uh, is uh, is now done. So let's have a look at the uh, the games and uh, yeah, where better to start in Cincinnati as the uh, the Raiders took a trip to uh, visit the Bengals to open wild card weekend. Uh, we saw the Bengals break their playoff losing streak and uh, G lose all of his fingernails as they managed to uh, beat the Raiders. It was uh, it was fairly straightforward win for the uh, the Bengals this one. Uh if I had to criticize the Bengals it would be say so that they uh, they Struggled to uh, really put this one out of reach when they had plenty of chances, but uh, it was a great defensive performance from the Bengals who, who really limited the Raiders' scoring opportunities uh, despite making plenty of yards. Believe it or not, uh, it was also the uh, first playoff game in which both teams have kicked for four or more field goals. Uh, first playoff game that's ever happened. Um, the game wasn't without its controversy there was a uh, a touchdown throw to Tyler Boyd which technically was caught after the whistle had blown but uh, there couldn't be really any complaints about the uh, the the, the first the result it finished uh, 26-19 to the Bengals
1: i'm still a little bit in shock that the raiders didn't run it more when and and you made a comment on this during the game that, yeah. um, it looks like they they've, they they've noticed that your run defense isn't the, very good the and point that was because we were yeah, yeah. And we were down to um, two defensive tackles. There was a real run of injuries. So um, that was particularly wor- worrying. And But it, it was a close, tense game. And I, and I think the um, game earlier in the season made it um, feel for score. And that game was more lopsided than it felt. And so it was interesting. But I, I was sitting here hearing lines of like five or six points. And I was thinking, that's too much. I fancied the Bengals yeah. to win. But I think it's going to be a squeaker. And oh, boy, it was a squeaker. And it's interesting that, you know, the city's really embraced Joe Burrow and it is sort of like feeding off the confidence of him, but, but 30 years of just, just playoff disaster. And okay, at least it wasn't the Raiders or the Texans who beat us like two or three seasons in, in that um, <laughs> run where Andy Dalton kept getting through and not quite getting over the top. Yeah. Um, but um it was just oh, it was such a relief it really was to just relax it's like that that's it and it doesn't mean gotcha. it's okay if they lose to the titans but it's just it's it's the first thing off the back and it you know it stops any narrative surrounding around the bengals and Joe Burrow that he can just kick on and keep keep doing it and you know i, I don't think the pass rush is going to be as fearsome next week, but the Titans have been super competitive. And I think they will scheme more, whereas the Raiders were very much sort of like mainly sending four, which to be fair is sort of seems to be the way to take on Burrow because the moment you start blitzing, he tends to um start finding the quick outs. But uh the Raiders uh come sort of, you know, that overtime win. You know, late on Sunday, and then they've got the short week Saturday. Uh, you know, it was a tough ask for them to come in, and you could sort of see with the way Derek Carr um, was talking to the coach after that final interception that they—they they were, I think, they were very proud of what they achieved this season with everything that went on around.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. Given given the season that they had, sort of off the field, they they did fantastically to get to to even get into the playoffs. So yeah, no fair fair play to them for that. I mean, it's it's. What 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 was your what was your take on the on the refereeing incident where uh, Tyler Boyd's catch was after the after the, uh, the whistle? It was, it was quite clearly after the whistle, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, and it's one of those ones where. Um it's really frustrating uh, that you get these moments where it's always bad when you've got like an errant whistle that kills a play early and you do see them with, with um, a lot of plays these days, letting it go. So you've got the benefit of replay. So you you can go back and review the decision rather than blowing the whistle and killing the play dead. Uh, it, I mean, the Raiders have a, absolutely have an argument that that it couldn't, it, that it shouldn't have counted because it, by the letter of the law, it shouldn't. Even though it was a hell of a play from Burrow to get that pass off without stepping out, out of bounds, and it's yeah. I mean, I can totally understand why the Raiders will be upset about that one. And I have to say, there was a couple of really long. Talking and I, I think we've discussed this before. So stop me if you, if if I bang on too much. But this whole thing about putting together sort of all-star crews seems to be ridiculous to me because it just, you know, you get into the playoffs and the first thing you do is make the refs deal with um, new members of a team. I I don't understand. Yeah, I don't understand why they don't just take rank for teams as they are in the regular season and yeah, let agreed. them just keep the playoff in the playoffs because it just seems I it, I swear we have this conversation every year. I'm not sure
0: we've had it. I, I I don't I don't recall having it. We may have done. Um it's a they that that uh, that referee team they've been they've been stood down for the uh, the rest of the playoffs, haven't they? So we're not going to see them again.
1: Yeah, uh, it was it was <sighs> I think it was relatively even, apart from that that one one thing. I think and it, was. it was. And you know, it was, but it was it, it it was certainly not the kind of talking point the NFL would have wanted.
0: I mean, for me, by the letter of the law, yeah, they should have played it again. But I don't actually think it really affected much. Um, they, you, you taught. I don't know. You taught to play to the whistle. I mean,
1: yeah, but and this sort of, sort of everyone was saying that his hands were down. Yeah, but he was also like a couple of yards away from Boyd. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. What that's, happened that's so it happened
0: I, I don't think he'd have been, he'd, he'd have got to him even if he'd, even if they, you know, if there was no whistle, but anyway, these things happen and, you know, it's happened now. So, on to, on to the next week. We're on to Tennessee. On to the Tennessee, Yeah. <laughs> In uh, Saturday's late game, the Patriots were frankly embarrassed by the Bills uh, and, sh- and shown up by the better team. Um, this game was, was very one-sided, uh, taking place in uh, temperatures of minus 16 degrees C. Uh, Josh Allen became the, uh, the first uh, Bills quarterback to, sc- to score five touchdowns in a playoff game. Uh, for the Patriots, though, Mac Jones st- uh, struggled, probably unsurprisingly, as uh, rookie QBs tend to struggle in the playoffs with a record of 2-9 and nine since 2010 uh, after this game. He was uh, hampered by a couple of interceptions, including uh, one in their, in their first possession, uh, as Jones threw deep into the end zone, uh, only to be picked off. Uh, the 47 points uh, that the Patriots allowed represented the second most points they've ever allowed in a playoff game. Um, you'd have to go back to 1963 when they were, uh, when they were the Boston Patriots uh, for a game where they allowed 51. Uh, the game finished 47-17 to the Bills, and I in no way take pleasure in seeing the Patriots take an absolute beating.
1: Yeah. Um the warning signs I guess have been there for for the for sort of the last quarter of the season where things hadn't sort of quite gone how they were shaping to do mid-season. I yeah. think that you know Matt Jones is you know probably certainly had the best season of any of the rookie quarterbacks, but he is a rookie quarterback. There are questions about receiver um for the for the Patriots um and for defense you've got to worry about um the defense and, and and this number of points although when josh allen is um in this they've sort of seemed to unleash him the last few weeks and gone. okay at this point in the season you're just going to run the ball lots and, and i think we're in for a cracking game um next week yeah. uh, whereas the patriots i think will go away um they obviously made a big improvement on the season before but it's, it's a real building project and having got back to the playoffs, now it's time to, to sort of like take next steps and evaluate who might, um, ha- I, I'm guessing overhauling the defence will be one of the things that they look at in the um, in off-season or at least freshening it up.
0: I think they're going to have to. I think they're going to have to, yeah. Um, how, do you think, do you, how much of, the, of, of it do you think was, was the Bills being very good and how much were, do you think was the, the Patriots not being very good? 50-50 right, uh, or I've, do you
1: think it was a... Uh, I find it hard to say, but I, I don't think this pa- Patriots team is like a bad team. So I want to put it down to sort of almost like the best thing happening. And the bills were pretty near optimum and yeah. this is the time to do it. And the Patriots are just maybe being a little, little slow, but um, <laughs> I think, We've had a few of these results um through this through this weekend. I think it might even be exacerbated a little bit now that we've got two against seven rather than sort of the um the sort of three and four against five and six, if you see yeah, what I mean. Yeah. The extra wild cards and, and there's been a couple of very lopsided games so um i think the truth that we'll know about how good the teams who won are it comes in the um, divisional round which i you know it's probably one of my favorite weeks in the nfl just because you've got four cracking games because yeah. you you know you the wildcard process does team t- tend to weed out those teams who um you know they made the playoff for a reason so you don't want to discount them but uh, you know you've just got like you know battle-tested teams that you know are really really um, really going to be playing at the highest level oh and the Bengals
0: (laughs) (laughs) too harsh on yourself
1: have some belief I know I know it's 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 it's, it's a self-defense mechanism
0: Anyway, speaking of one-sided games, uh, Tampa Bay hosted the Eagles on Sunday night. Um but like a terrible host, they frankly beat them up and stole their dinner money. Um, this game looked like a practice game for the Buccaneers, and in all honesty, it was a uh, it was a game between two teams on on pretty different levels. Um, the Eagles gave away too many interceptions and even muff punt returns uh, which which proved extremely costly to them. Uh, and they struggled to uh, get points on the board. They also uh, struggled to get the ball into the hands of their best uh, wide receiver Deontay Smith. Uh, uh, who really didn't come into the game until quite late on. Um, on the other half of the ball, Tampa moved it uh, with ease, uh, despite uh, taking a few sacks that didn't really have uh, much effect. It was uh, extremely one-sided, uh, despite the attempt to uh, come back at the end for the Eagles. But it showed that the Bucs are still very serious contenders to uh, win back-to-back Super Bowls. The final score was 15-31
1: to the uh, Buccaneers. I mean, it's a very impressive result. Uh Jalen Hurts is 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 an interesting prospect at quarterback just because um, he's not great at passing the ball but he's a dynamic weapon and you know he's got yeah. the Eagles to the playoffs in in his first full season so there's something there i just you just wonder what the development will be but given the number of picks um that the Eagles have, you know, they could be retooling and looking to push on next season, but I'll be yeah, very interested to round. see. Yeah. I'll be very interested to see how, how this offense looks this year. And, and as ever with the NFL, it's the adjustment to the adjustment. And, um, I'll be talking about that later in a little preemptor of one of Ooh. the other games. <laughs> <laughs> and so, so I am really curious to see what the Eagles do in the offseason and, and what their approach is next season. Um it was always going to be a long arse to go in and beat the Bucks. Um I did wonder about the Bucks um, rush defense, which has been very, very good for a lot of the season, but they had a few injuries. But yeah, they, they didn't have any problems in this one. Um, I don't think the Eagles could be too upset against the season. But it, yeah, it, it was a, another roughly one sided game. It was. It was a it
0: was a long it was a long afternoon for, uh, for the Eagles. Um, and it, I, I suppose I think on, honestly, fifteen thirty one probably flatters them a little bit. But yeah, like you say, Jalen Hurts is, is had a very, a very good first full season
1: um and, and you know, think how, yeah
0: how as good a dual for quarterback yeah how good that how good that uh that um alabama quarterback room was a couple of seasons ago when you got two of <laughs> two a mac jones and and joan hurts all in uh, all in uh, in a, in quarterback so yeah yeah He's doing well. He's got to keep an eye, keep an eye on him. I'm sure he'll be. Uh, I'm sure he'll come out
1: himself. Yeah, the it's next of years. the next thing is he's really got to develop his passing. That, that. Oh, very he, much so.
0: Because he's, he's, yeah, he's at times a lot more of a running back than a than a, than a quarterback. He's uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, something for him to work on in the off season, I think, and something for uh, for the Eagles to to build around. Yeah. Anyway, I don't think uh, many people will uh, mind me saying that the 49ers beating the Cowboys was probably the upset of the weekend this weekend. The uh, 49ers uh, had never beaten Dallas uh, in the last two post-season meetings, uh, but went, uh, went home this time with the win uh, against their name. Uh, beating them in what was quite a close game. It took the Cowboys some time to uh, start firing, and the 49ers took full advantage of that going uh, into the fourth quarter of the game at 23-7 uh, with the Cowboys looking out of it. But uh, a touchdown and a field goal in the fourth saw them get right back into it, albeit uh, a bit too late for them to pull level. Um, not a great game for Garoppolo or Dak Prescott, uh, but the 49ers were vastly superior running game. Uh meant that they, they ran away with it, so to speak. Uh, I'm not sure about you, but uh, this was my first game where I'd ever seen a punt that uh, had to be retaken because it bounced off the massive scoreboard hanging above the pitch. Um, Final score in Dallas was uh, 23-17 to the 49ers.
1: I believe we have actually seen a punt hit the screen in in the the Dallas Stadium
0: before. Yeah, I think it's the first time I've noticed it.
1: I'm pretty certain we've had it before, but yeah, because it was, there was a lot of talk about it um, and what the rule was going to be when it was when the stadium was open. Um, this was a funny game, um, because I feel like the 49ers, they weren't dominant, but it felt like they were in control for a lot of it. The um, Dallas Cowboys um, offensive line just seemed to be having a few problems with the pass rush, even when Nick Bosa went out injured. And... Um, there's just some weird coaching. It's like you know, for sort of the, the actual punting the ball when you're behind, which seems strange, but it set up the fake punt that worked. But then they stayed in punt formation afterwards and, and ended up, I think, getting a delay of game. And it was just there's some weird coaching decisions, not least of which for hold Dak Prescott with seconds left in the game on a quarterback draw and then not being able to spike the ball to get, get the pass off for the, for the hail mary. And, and we've had. Um, Stephen jones come out and say that uh, mccarthy's almost certain back next season and i just wonder with it seems like dan campbell very likely or in a lot of the frame for a few um head coaching opportunities this year i just wonder how this team are going to do to take the next steps next season whereas the 49ers um i mean garoppolo has a bit of a problem with his shoulder and wasn't amazing, but he looked quite good for a lot of it. And and sort of Debo Samuel and, and that rushing attack of the um, yeah. 49ers, it, it just, you know, it caused fits and and it was, I felt like this was one of the more competitive games. Um, yeah, I think it I was. Wouldn't disagree, so yeah, I, I, I can see certainly why you'd say it was upset at the weekend, but there are enough questions about, I guess, the Cowboys form at the end of the season that, whilst it was, I think it was the upset of the weekend, it's also one that you could sort of see coming if that makes sense. Sort of, I think. Yeah, I, I think.
0: I think if you, I don't know, I don't know. If I'd, if I'd, if it was the one that I got wrong, let's put it that way. Of, of all of the, <laughs> okay, uh, fair enough. Of all of the, of all of the, yeah, I, 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 I picked all of the home teams to win this week, and this was the only, the only road team. Uh, that that didn't win, and uh, yeah, I, I suppose I suppose like you said I think the thing was that Dallas had been so sort of free scoring in the last few games, um, I just couldn't see the Forty Nineers keeping up with it. But you know, they they credit to their de- their defense, they they managed to they they managed to keep Dallas to keep Dallas's numbers low, and uh, and 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 so they didn't they didn't, you know they didn't need to go scoring fifty f- points. Yeah, to Yeah, I, to do I it. mean
1: it. F- it felt like the Cowboys were were a little bit up and down depending on the defense they were playing, and and, and that Prescott didn't look the same after that calf strain. You know, early in the season they were looking really really good, but um, I'm not sure if they adjusted to what defenses were doing in the second half of the season, or if he's got a niggle, or it was just not quite flowing how it was early in the season, or it could just be you know the build up of injuries. But um, I I do it feels if the Cowboys stay the course I wonder how they expect for things to change next season is just my one concern this being uh, McCarthy's second season and, and you kind of want things to be kicking on and there are enough odd play calls and th- actually the other thing, thing we should we should harp on is the Cowboys were so sloppy in turn of penalties
0: yeah no, they really were yeah, and it's and, always and, you know, and that is a direct always,
1: result of coaching.
0: Always really hurts the team when you you know when the, when it's particularly one sided in terms of the the number of penalties.
1: Yeah, and the number of process stuff to do with um you know false starts and lineups and, mm. and yeah you know, I, I know if I was if I was a head coach and I had issues with um false starts at home. And getting lined up penalties that just drive you around the bend. I would have yeah. thought. Know, yeah. these are the basics of being a professional team.
0: Well, that's it. That's it. I mean, yeah, the, the false starts. I was always, you know, I was always always taught when I when I the, the, the very little time I played. You know, we shouldn't be getting any false starts on 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 offense because you know the cadence. You, you, yeah, you know when it's going. <laughs> it's the <laughs> other team that got to guess and. Uh, yeah, it's uh, yeah, they they'll be, they'll be they will be very disappointed with it. They'll be very disappointed. Anyway, moving on. So I uh, dubbed the Steelers the worst football team I've ever seen get into the playoffs last week. And while I think that was probably a bit harsh, they were taken apart by the Chiefs on uh, Sunday's late game. Uh, And what will almost certainly turn out to be the last we see of Big Ben Roethlisberger. He didn't have a too bad a game, but the Steelers struggled badly with their uh, rushing game and were uh, hit hard by a Chiefs team who came out firing with uh, 21 second quarter points. It was a huge 404-yard passing game for Patrick Mahomes, who picked up five touchdowns. Uh, in the process, something difficult for any team to uh, to overcome. Uh, those five touchdowns uh, saw Patrick Mahomes surpass Russell Wilson for the most postseason touchdowns in the first five years of his career since records uh, began in the 1950s, with 22. Uh, overall, a fairly one sided victory. Uh, it was
1: 42 21 to the Chiefs. And this was kind of like a slow starting game that the, um, Chiefs had one of those, um, old school sudden scoring quarters, hence the 21 points. But yeah. the first quarter was, sort of, it, it was all defensive and it's like, Oh, this could be, you know, this could be really something if the season this defense up. Yeah. And then, um, TJ Watt, um, picks up picks up the ball and runs in runs in a um, defensive touchdown yes, and it's yeah. like oh oh and then the, the the chiefs suddenly became the chiefs again and to the point where we had um travis kelsey throw a touchdown pass we had an eligible tackle catch a touchdown um the patrick mahomes um fake handoff fake pass into underhand scoop for a touchdown sort of the, the, the whole kind of chiefs tricks in the um in the red zone sort the of came out yeah. did you yeah and <laughs> uh, did you see the um sign that was flashed up at the stadium that they'd run out of um run out of fireworks for the scores and you know oh, no, I didn't <laughs> see. take take to your uh, thing um the prop i mean the the very more than just um problems in the run game for the uh, Steelers they yeah. the offensive line was was you know the running game wasn't just going to be turned around by Najee Harris who has had to work with um, getting hit very early a lot this season I like mm. him as a running back but I, I, I feel like they needed to put more work into the offensive line to fix that running game um and it, yeah so it was a it was a pretty dominant win by the Chiefs. They got a couple of late um, touchdowns for the um, Steelers, but once the um, once the Chiefs took the lead in the um, yeah. second quarter, they didn't look back.
0: No, they, they certainly didn't. And uh, you know, the, it was it was always. I mean, the, the, it was, it's always it's been a funny season with the Chiefs, hasn't it? There's a bit, you know, it's every game seems to kind of depend on what what Chiefs turn up, um, and I think they 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 certainly seem to put their best foot forward in this in this one.
1: Yeah I think they're rounding into form at the worst possible time for everybody yeah. else but yeah, the best so. time for us. <laughs>
0: yeah, I think I think you're probably right. Um but they'll be they'll be happy with it. They'll be uh, they'll certainly be happy with, yeah. uh, with 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 Sunday night and I think uh, so they should be and on to uh, they'll be on to on to next week. So um finally uh, Matt Stafford uh, finally picked up his first playoff victory as uh, his LA Rams hosted the Arizona Cardinals on Monday night. Uh, it was a pretty straightforward one at that. The Cardinals were uh, particularly slow out of the blocks. Uh, not getting a point on the board until almost 11 minutes into the second half by which point the Rams had already taken control uh, Odo Beckham Jr. even managed to get himself 40 passing yards on the, uh, on, the on the scorecard uh, with a successful trick play uh, the Cardinals who uh, initially went 7-0 and in the regular season have now uh, bowed out losing 7 of their last 11 including 5 of their last 6 something which they, uh, they really need to work on in the off season uh, these two are divisional rivals uh, in the NFC West and the Rams now have a crazy points difference Differential of plus one seven three in the Sean just in the Sean McVay era. Uh, final score was LA Rams thirty four, Cardinals eleven.
1: And yeah, kind of Murray just didn't settle into the second no, half of this really game. Didn't. No, and it wasn't. I want to pick my words carefully because if I say he looked rattled, that you know, there's a certain thing, but it felt like he he just didn't get a hold of that game I don't think is
0: too bad a description to be honest
1: fair enough I was worried I was being a bit harsh no. um, it does feel like though that um, with Cliff Kingsbury that um, that whole thing about adjusting to the adjustments and I'm usually talking about that in a grand you know from game to game and season to season in particular where somebody goes through the season and they spend the off season figuring it out and it almost felt that um, with Cardinals they they just once they lost DeAndre Hopkins, they, they just didn't seem to adjust to that. Yeah. And the game plan didn't change. And, and, and it just, from such a strong start, it's sort of, they really have finished the season with a whimper. And the other con- the concern about that is both this is not the first time that they've struggled down the stretch. And, and it's, that's already been addressed by Cliff Kingsbury in terms of uh, what they need to look at in the offseason. But they also sort of manufactured this surge by a lot of... Um, 30 something players you know on, and there's, there's some areas of the roster that's getting injured, so you do it's going to be an interesting off season to see what they do. Um, and, and they're getting to the point where they're going to need to pay Kyler Murray quite soon. And um, he's incredibly talented and he has these amazing moments, but I'm just waiting for him to sort of string it across a full season because he, you know, he missed a couple games injured again this season, and it's just, yeah, it, think, it, it's, yeah. it's 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 it's. It feels like it's a curious mix in Arizona, but it's not quite come. It's not quite coming together. I don't know what you think.
0: Yeah, I, I think you're right. I think um, he is. Conor Ky- Murray looks looks very. He's very exciting to watch. He's you know you could tell you could you could see him almost turning into a, into a Holmes, but he's not quite at that at that level. Um, but. Yeah, I, I don't know I don't know what's happened to them in the last few in the last few games I think I think yeah I think was probably not a, not a bad word or by maybe by the occasion you know obviously it's a big it's a big occasion isn't it and it's a bit you know getting into the he
1: did, I mean one, once they got going in the third quarter he did look better and you do wonder yeah. if you know if they get back to the playoffs you know having been there before whether whether he will handle that better and and they'll have a better feel for playoff intensity like but it so. has to be said I also think that's the best I've seen the Rams in weeks. Oh,
0: oh, yeah, absolutely, yeah. The Rams have been they've been a bit hot and cold, so yeah, I think, um, yeah. Very and much suddenly,
1: so. you know, Von Miller's getting sacks, and Aaron Donald is doing Aaron Donald things, even if he did get, um, you know, a, a not particularly smart penalty. Um, and this was sort of like the Rams' potential. Ooh, 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 coming to the forum this is what they were hoping they'd look at like and it's just whether they can maintain this through the rest of the playoffs or not
0: and maybe just like the uh, like we were saying with the Chiefs maybe it's just them coming to form in the right time yeah they will be hoping <laughs> 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 right it's time for us to kick off our playoff trivia
1: and uh, gee it's your uh, your turn to go first so I was struggling a little bit to put this one together, but um, what I settled on was this: um, the Steelers have a particularly good record under Mike Tomlin, with not never having a losing season, and you know have made the playoffs a lot. But I was just wondering, in light of um, the way they beat Bengals and with playoff losing streaks in mind, I was just wondering when the last time the um, Steelers won a playoff game.
0: Ooh! Last time the Steelers won a playoff game, I'm going to go 2017.
1: Oof! I'm going to give you that, although it was the 2016 season. Okay. But they, um, having defeated the Miami Dolphins in the wild card, uh, card uh, round, they beat the Chiefs. And then lost to the Patriots. Uh, okay, as the Pats went on to another season. But yeah, so it's been it's been like four or five seasons since you know since they've actually won one game, which I, I i was kind of really surprised about do you remember some of the stuff that's been going on with their skill position yeah receivers? Yeah, absolutely. Wonder, yeah i'm really interested to see see how they rebuild in the offseason given that they've had um their longtime gm retire as well so it's kind of like a new trust um putting together the search for a new quarterback so uh-huh. you know, i'm sure they will be good but you know it's interesting seeing today. tomlin yeah it was interest, you know tom is, is is excited by the challenge of finding a new quarterback so yeah. um, we shall see how that one goes anyway yeah. to you sir to you
0: anyway so i uh, meant, so i've got i've got two this week um the i mentioned earlier in the uh, when we were talking about the uh uh the uh, chiefs steelers game um that patrick mahomes uh, got himself 404 passing yards and five touchdowns yes um, Patrick Mahomes is one of two players uh, in the Super Bowl era uh, to get 400 passing yards and five passing touchdowns. Who's the other one? In the playoffs, that is. In the playoffs. Who's the other one?
1: Am I allowed to go for Dan Marino? You're allowed to. You'd be wrong. Would that be right? No. Mm. <laughs> Peyton Manning?
0: No. I'll put you out of your misery. Um, It was his adversary last night, uh, Ben Roethlisberger. Uh,
1: Damn you and your...
0: (laughs) Who did it in 2017 in the divisional round versus Jacksonville. Which is why I went for 2017. There you go, there's a little... uh, (laughs)
1: And what's worse about that is is that I looked at that damn um, I looked at that game game like this afternoon whilst I was looking at yeah. trivia questions or this yeah. evening. Rather. Well, I've got ah,
0: I've got another one that uh, concerns. Ben that concerns Ben Roethlisberger. i See it as he's, uh, we've just seen the last of him. Um, he is in in the wild card round. His, his career record in the wild card round uh, is three and five, not brilliant. And that five losses in the uh, wild card round makes him uh, makes him the, the, the losingest quarterback in the wild card round.
1: What have uh, I said about winningest and
0: losingest? <laughs> <laughs> I just I, yeah, I just like one you up. Um, so he overtook two players. Which two?
1: This might be really unfair, but I'm going to suggest Eli Manning is one of them.
0: And who are you going for the other one? Andy Dalton. I'll give you one and a half. You got the wrong Manning. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, it was
0: Peyton Manning and Andy Dalton. Uh, yeah, both. I'm not both,
1: surprised by Andy Dalton. He went zero and five.
0: <laughs> but yeah, but only zero and four in the in. I don't come well. It said uh, the the stat that I had in front of me said that There were uh, he was, he was went zero and four in the in wild card round.
1: It, he is sorry. Um, one of one of those five years, Marvin Lewis got through. He um yeah. didn't make the play. He didn't make the playoff because he was beat. He broke his oh, yes, thumb against the Steelers.
0: Yeah, I remember that.
1: There we go. yeah. So uh, Peyton
0: Manning and Andy Dalton both uh, lost four wild card games while Ben Roethlisberger is now the <clears throat> losingest quarterback. <laughs> Uh five <laughs> losses. There we go. More next week.
1: Can we get to games now? <laughs> hey Dan, it's the hardcore legend Mick Foley, and I think everyone out there ought to know about
0: your podcast, The Wrong Football on iTunes. Right, we're going to uh the uh divisional week this week. So uh yeah, just just four games. Four games left, eight teams. Uh, battling it out for uh, for the place in the in the Super Bowl, and we welcome back both the Titans and the uh, Packers, who had their uh, their bye week this week. And we start uh, Saturday starts with your uh, your Bengals uh, facing the Titans. Um, I, for me, this completely depends on how Derek Henry comes back.
1: I disagree with that, but only because the Titans have been winning games without him. So, but not um, I, I'm convincingly. Just,
0: very, very. They've looked very beatable.
1: I hear what you're saying, but Mike Vrabel has won my trust um, with the Titans, and the fact that they went 12 and five with Henry out for so long, I think, yeah. he is incredibly impressive. Um, I'm slightly concerned also about the defensive line injuries and. and 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 the offensive line of the Bengals. But in Joe Burrow, we trust. And I feel like like now that we've got the the whole 31 years thing over, I'm just going to be able to enjoy this Saturday. (laughs) And obviously, yeah, yeah, obviously I want us to win. And um, I will be cheering on and supporting. But I feel like it's going to be, if it loses, we've already done, we've done the next logical first step in in moving towards the Super Bowl. Um, We've got the quarterback you can't take it for granted so you know obviously you want to do the best you can but yeah I, I think I'm going to be able to enjoy this one
0: yes uh, the late game late game Saturday what well, technically Sunday morning the Packers will be beating the uh, 49ers
1: uh... Uh, I mean, the 49ers have had some success against the Packers and I'm not totally convinced I mean the defense isn't as bad as it's been in sort of like previous years and so so you know, v- v- they've not got that glaring run weakness, but um, it should I, I think. I mean, this is the thing. with Divisional rounds. We've got four absolutely cracking games. I think we have.
0: Yeah, no, we we absolutely have. As well. I was just I was just thinking, looking at the others. I mean, next one we've got we've got we've got Rams Buccaneers, which is going to be a good one. That's that kicks us off on Sunday at eight o'clock. Yep. Uh, UK time. Um, yeah, that that's going to be a good game as well, and then and then Bills Chiefs, which I think is probably going probably for me going to be game of the week yeah um, that, that, that game's just going to be insane um, game, also, all the points fantastic. <laughs> I can't wait to yeah. see that that's it that's I mean that's a replay of last year's last year's championship game isn't it
1: yeah So, but uh, honestly yeah. all, all all four games are just you know, this is why Divisional Weekend is probably the best game you yeah. know, weekend yeah, of, of the you year because agree. we've got four absolutely cracking games Yeah. that takes uh, nothing away from the conference championships either it's just that no, we've no, got no. more of them
0: yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah that's it are uh, you still going for a Green Bay Chiefs Super Bowl
1: uh, yes, on balance of probability, but yeah. you know, I, I kind of feel like we have to. I think the bills have have announced them, and uh, v- we'll see how the Buccaneers and Rams face off against each other. But you know, they're on the outside. And I like all. Yeah, no, <laughs> I could make arguments for all the teams <laughs> at this point.
0: Well, that's that's the thing with the B and A, isn't there? And like you say, by this point, we are down to the down to the best teams in the uh, in the league, uh, and also the 49ers, So, yeah. <laughs> That's what happens. <laughs> are,
1: are you are you just grumpy because Adam won the um and um, fancy Yes.
0: Well, that's all we've got time for this week. We'll be uh, back again next week. If you like what you've heard, let us know by liking, subscribing, and maybe even uh, leaving a little five-star review through uh, whatever medium you procure your podcasts. That way, uh, you'll also make sure you uh, don't miss out on any of our episodes throughout the, uh, the rest of the postseason. Uh, if you've got a question or something you want us to discuss next time, please get in touch. I'm at uh, twf Dan on Twitter, and G is at WrongFootball. And in the meantime, have a great week. We'll see you again next time. day.